1: This truck is all about grit, strength, and dependability. The same attributes it takes to be a tight end.
2: everybody and welcome to another edition of the Dynasty Tradecast. My name is Dan Sanio and with me, which has become somewhat of a routine as always, Mr. Nathan Powell. Nathan, how are you doing this fine evening?
1: I am doing excellent as the kids say. Um, football is is very close. I will be honest Dan, uh, if you asked me a month ago, football would be happening or in early september i would have told you what drugs do you like to smoke because <laughs> you're doing them. uh so um may not be happy about it from a world point of view but from a i get to watch sports point of view yay
2: <laughs> that is true and obviously with football means that uh, you guys get to put up with us for as long as football is happening obviously with it being dynasty we're going to be here anyways but we do get to be here courtesy of our friends at blue wire obviously through Rotoviz. Uh, and then we've got lovely sponsors like BetOnline.ag, the FFPC, DoorDash, and the NFL Sunday Ticket. So we've got um, kind of the first edition of News and Notes. Normally during the off season, we try to cover all sorts of random topics, play some games, do some fun things, have plenty of guests, and usually the week before the season starts, we kind of start to dive into our weekly routine of News and Notes. We basically go over all of the topics that have happened during the week, discuss how they affect everything in a Dynasty Spotlight. And then if we have time, a lot of times we'll have a game prepped for the end just to give a little bit of uh, value reference or, or player reference just for, for the sake of having it.
1: And, and that won't be today because we're doing Devi or not.
2: <laughs> True. We will have the time for Debbie or not.
1: All righty, let's get into today's show. We're going to start off with the big topic. He was actually a topic of the week last week, but we didn't talk about him because we're like, okay, we'll just handle it when he signs with a new team. Leonard Fournette has signed with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and he is the focus of our
2: FFPC stat attack. What you got, Dan? That's right. Leonard Fournette is, in fact, our FFPC stat attack of the week. And the stat this week is he played in a career-high 15 games in 2019 where he's found himself as efficient as he has been in his career in every aspect except for touchdown production. He totaled three, count them, three touchdowns in 2019. So my question, Nathan, is does it improve in Tampa Bay? But before you get there, tell me about the lovely FFPC.
1: You know, guys, we've been talking about them for the last few months, telling you you need to get involved with the FFPC, whether it's Redraft or Dynasty. Or best ball. They got what you need. And right now, we're ticking. Tick, 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 tick. Season's almost about to start as you're listening to this. It's in your ear holes. Season's about to start. Make sure you get one last league in with the FFPC before kickoff on Thursday or this weekend before the games start. Make sure you get in the FFPC league, whether it's a high-stakes tournament or just a good old best ball league. Whatever you think, whatever you need, the FFPC's got it. They're great supporters of Rotaviz. I say it every single week. We are here delivering these takes because of the FFPC. They support us every off season and make sure you support them.
2: We love you FFPC.
1: All right. Well, you and I love FFPC. Uh, I think Bruce Arians is going to love his new running back, Leonard Fournette. And I think it's going to be a mess for us fantasy owners. (laughs) I, I think that I like Fournette like a little bit better than I did on the Jaguars, but I I do think that this is still Ronald Jones job in the, in the immediate future. I think it might take a few weeks in order for Leonard Fournette to be the RB one in Tampa. And even then, I think it's going to be very much a split backfield between Fournette and McCoy and Jones and even Kashawn Vaughn, if he ever decides to play.
2: Yeah. I think the, the big thing with Fournette going to Tampa was, is more of, surrounding Brady with as much as possible to make make it possible for him to do less now we kind of got to see all of Fournette's ability last year he was seemingly finally healthy he was finally utilized in the passing game and even though Jacksonville was really really bad Fournette looked pretty good for the most part obviously we had some some strange stat lines from time to time again because that offense is atrocious but this is kind of what we expected from Leonard Fournette coming out. He was supposed to be the next Adrian Peterson and, you know, the Steven Jackson comps and all of these different things. So I think, I think Bruce Arians will kind of slow roll Fournette into that job. Uh, I mean, obviously it's not a great look for any Rojo truthers or uh, Keyshawn Vaughn truthers, but it, it is only a one year deal. So I think this is a, Hey, let's give Tom as much as we can year to year, get him a- anybody and everyone he needs. I mean, they've got two tight ends that are fully capable, they've got at least three wide receivers that are fully capable. Now you have at least two running backs, if not three, if Vaughn does in fact pan out. So I think this is more about Brady than it is about, you know, potentially Fournette or, or, you know, the wide receivers or anything like that. So short term, I, I honestly, I don't love it for Fournette. I think. Once we kind of see what this work share is going to look like, and if Rojo does have a substantial portion of it, there may be a time midseason where buying Fournette is a really good idea because if he still proves to be efficient and he improved uh, and he kind of proved that he is staying healthy doing the right things, he's going to get another more than likely multi year contract somewhere, whether it's with Tampa or somewhere else. If he continues to show what he showed last year, he'll get a decent contract from someone. He's not going to get the 12 to 16 million like your Mixons and your uh, Christian McCaffrey's, your Saquon Barkley's, Ezekiel Elliott. He's not getting that contract, but he's going to get a decent one and more than likely on a decent team. There's just not, there's not a lot of great landing spots right now because of the depth of the position in the league. And it's only going to get better next year.
1: Yeah. And the thing with Fournette in Tampa is that, yes, it's a crowded backfield, but I think Fournette's the only one in that backfield who could just take control of it and not let anyone else get for sure. A reasonable amount of work like he could relegate Ronald Jones to four to five touches a game. And Keshawn Vaughn to never seeing the field again. And McCoy to saying, OK, I'm retiring. Like Fournette has that ability. I don't think Jones has that ability to relegate Fournette to that, that level. And, you know, as you go down that depth chart. So I, I think the upside is there in a very good NFL offense. And we, we talked about that, you know, the, the offense even before the Fournette ch- signing had a chance to be a high volume run offense. Because we still don't know what we have with Brady. And, you know, if, if you're the Bucks, do you really want a high-volume run offense when you have Chris Gobbin and Mike Evans? Probably not. But it does seem like that's what they've been wanting to do as they invested in offensive line. They invested in Keyshawn Vaughn. So, like I said, there's lots of things pointing to the Bucs wanting to run the ball more. And if there's one of these guys that's going to take control of it and be like a 15 to 20-type uh, touch per game guy, it's Fournette.
2: Yeah, I mean, there's a chance he's, a, he's another cheap bell cow. You know, we've talked about Le'Veon Bell the last few weeks, um, and, and a few Gurley. other. Todd Gurley is another one. Uh, Fournette's got a chance to be that guy. I, as much as I love Ronald Jones, I mean, Fournette's uh, a, a stud. I, I mean, he's picked, what top five in the NFL draft. Uh, all of this hype leading up to him. He wasn't exactly healthy right away, but I mean, he's a stud. It, it, there's no there's no shying away from it. So, uh, yeah, I think I think the maybe the people not knowing right now what that backfield is going to look like. It still might be a decent time to buy him. Uh, And if you do wait too long and he smashes, you're not going to be able to buy him for, for the prices that he was going for of late. So yeah, I I think you could still get him for a second right now. Interesting. Yeah. I I feel like he's, he's probably snuck back into that. You'd you'd still have to give a first to get him Uh, just a random first. Um, But yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how it pans out. I think, uh, I think they're going to do everything they can to make it as easy as possible for Brady while he's trying to make one more title run.
1: And Leonard Fournette, while he's new in Tampa, he also has a new teammate uh, via the practice squad, and that's one Josh Rosen. Uh, I am a Rosen fan-ish. I didn't quite understand why the Bucks decided to sign him to the practice squad and not into the NFL roster. I know that, they're, that the you know, general impression is that no one's going to come and poach him and that they can roll with Ryan Griffin, the quarterback, as their backup, uh, along with Blaine Gabbert. But if you have any sort of positivity about Josh Rosen, Blaine Gabbert and Ryan Griffin should not be stopping you from rostering Josh Rosen. So outside of like deep super flex leagues, I don't think that Rosen's a- – Rosen is worth a Superflex roster spot anymore. I mean, even in deeper Superflex, like in a 28 roster uh, Superflex league, the Rotovist trade cast league, I dropped Rosen today. So, and that, that's even two qb So that increases the value of quarterback. So I do think you got to be in a certain scenario where Rosen's worth rostering. But I have a smidge of hope that this is the right scenario for him to grow and, you know, actually be in a good situation for once.
2: Yeah, and I think I think a part of it for sure is Tampa just not knowing exactly what they're getting with Rosen, so that's probably the practice squad move because even though, you know, you've got what 20 games of tape on him in the NFL, it's not exactly the best tape. He's essentially been dumpstered by the two teams that he was with to start his his career and I I genuinely can't think of anyone that's been just I, I mean, <laughs> it's a, a, just kind of absurd the what he's had to go through his first couple of seasons, nonstop new coordinators, new teams, new coaches, new everything, not really given the chance to succeed, basically leaned on to tank for these teams. And yeah, I mean, I think if there is an opportunity for him to shine and to, and to become an NFL quarterback, this is probably going to be it. I, I think they start him on the practice squad. If he's still into it, I think he moves on to the NFL roster relatively quickly because Ryan Griffin isn't a quarterback. I mean, Blaine Gabbert's garbage. We know that. So we'll, I, I think we'll see Josh Rosen again, assuming, assuming he does the right things and he's still interested in football. I think we find him on the NFL roster relatively quickly and Hey, who knows? Maybe, maybe somehow, some way he becomes the heir apparent to Brady and Tampa. I mean, there's, there's crazy things that have happened. It's, it's been a really tough start for Rosen. I'm with you in having that smidge of hope. I think we saw enough in college and I, I'm entirely writing off his first two years just because of how it's gone for him and what he's had to deal with. So uh, I'm going to try to be as positive as I can on Rosen and, and genuinely hope that we see him get on that NFL roster after a few weeks, maybe, a, maybe a couple months.
1: Yeah. And I guess the, from the dynasty lens here at w- what stage are you rostering? Are you rostering him now? Or are you cutting him now? And like, do, do you have to wait until the NFL roster to, to add him back? What do you, what are your thoughts on that?
2: I think I'm hanging on to and or stashing as long as I've got somewhat deep rosters and it's super flex. Obviously we're not hanging on to Josh Rosen in one QB. I, I shouldn't have to say that, but you never know. So yeah, in two QB and super flex, whatever you want to call it. I think I'm hanging on to him unless rosters are really tight. You know, there's, there's just so much upside and, there's probably not going to be anything else really worth replacing at this point that that's going to have that same kind of upside.
1: And we'll go from one set of pirates and the buccaneers to the other pirates on the west coast, the Ooh, raiders. Look at
2: you, <laughs>
1: the raiders have some news. Uh, they traded Lynn Bowden for a four. They traded Lynn Bowden in a sixth round pick for a fourth round pick from the Miami Dolphins. War. There's so much connection going on with these topics right now, uh, from Rosen <laughs> to Tampa to now Lynn Bowden to Miami from Oakland. And I was a Lynn Bowden believer after being selected in the third round. I'm like, I'm in. Bye-bye, bye-bye, bye, 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 bye. Uh, Unfortunately, um, his position has been changed to wider receiver on MFL. I was hoping that he would uh, start, uh, you know, at least be, be a running back for a little bit. I would rather him be playing the wide receiver position but have R- R- RB eligibility, which obviously you can't have best of both worlds there. But – I don't i I honestly haven't seen haven't seen Bowden's dynasty value decrease from this move. I think most people are just saying the Raiders are idiots for giving up this quickly. Um, Are you hopping on that bandwagon? Do you think there's a buy window here, or do you think it's just his his price is pretty much still the same? And now he's in a better situation?
2: Um I think it's I think it's a little bit of everything. so going going into Las Vegas, the move to running back i think was big because i think we probably all thought that's maybe where he would be most useful as a fantasy asset so kind of i think it decreases his immediate value i guess from just kind of an upfront stance it increases josh jacobs value but we're not really talking about that right this second um i don't love the the full move to wide receiver obviously if he's if he's a gadget type and he's getting carries as a wide receiver, you know, I guess it's more so being able to use him in a running back spot if he were to become relevant at some point. And you know, getting—I think he's going to be stuck behind Preston Williams and Devontae Parker. Who knows if if Mike Isecki ever shows up? Who knows what that backfield is going to bring? And. I don't know, man. I was kind of wishy-washy on Bowden. I I liked him as kind of the playmaker, the pass catcher, the whatever. And I I thought, honestly, that Gruden could use him. But now it's back to Josh Jacobs, Jalen Rashard, who, I I mean, he's fine. I still think this is going to be a a decent increase for Josh Jacobs. I genuinely thought Bowden was brought in to to have a significant role in that offense because of his ability as just a pure playmaker. And now, I mean, he could he could do that with with Miami, and maybe he rotates back to running back. Maybe he's one of those guys that gets kind of dual, you know, that dual position. We we don't really ever see that, but I think if there were a guy that could get kind of the the dual purpose, it'd probably be Bowden. Well,
1: yeah, but MFL doesn't do that for what it's right. worth. They 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 don't ever do that um they've come out and said that so but for espn and and yahoo and things like that they they do occasionally dabble with those things um but either way i think that Bowden is a fine buy right now uh and on pure upside and just because he's he's so cheap and he's a guy who went on day two of the NFL draft uh now let's cover with marcus mariota obviously he wasn't starting the year as the las vegas raiders quarterback but I had some optimism that he would overtake Carr fairly quickly, and that's going to be delayed at least by a few weeks because Mariota's on the IR. I, I don't, i be honest, I don't understand NFL's new IR rules. I feel like you can go on IR for like a two-week injury these
2: days. Um, <laughs> Stub my toe, IR.
1: Yeah, so I'm not sure when exactly Mariota can come back. I think it's like week four, to be precise. But uh, either way, I, it, this delays him possibly overtaking Derek Carr, and I think that if the Raiders go all 16 games without at least trying out Mariota, they're making a mistake.
2: Yeah, no, I, I agree there. I think this may be a strategic IR move for, for the Raiders by getting him right before they try to get him in there. And if they're on there, you know, if, if they want to give Derek Carr one more chance, he's going to have, I think it's three weeks. Mariota can be reactivated after week three. So week four, he could potentially come back. I mean, that's Derek's, Derek Carr's chance. And he was, honestly, considering the offense, he was pretty good last year. You know, 21 touchdowns isn't a lot to write home about, but he was efficient. He completed 70% of his passes. He threw for over 4,000 yards two years in a row. He's not amazing. He's not, he's not going to take over a game at any point. But I also don't think Derek Carr is losing you football game. So there's significantly more upside with Mariota, but the floor for Carr is, I mean, it's significantly higher than where Mariota's floor is. So it's a floor versus ceiling play. If if the Raiders and John Gruden want to take that chance and be like, hey, we, we need to do something and start winning football games, I think Mariota can be a difference maker there. But if they're like, hey, we need to stop getting embarrassed and losing games like this. Maybe Derek Carr is that guy to just kind of be the glue. Uh, I mean, he, he's not winning them games, but he's not losing them games.
1: Well, with Marcus Mariota uh, probably sitting at home on the IR, he needs to order himself some DoorDash. What do you think?
2: Well, folks, you've counted on restaurants, and now they're counting on you. And while their dining rooms may be closed, they are still open for delivery through DoorDash. DoorDash is the app that brings you food that you're craving, and they bring it right to your door. Ordering is easy. Open the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be left safely outside your door with the new contactless delivery drop-off setting. Choose from your favorite national restaurants like Chipotle, Wendy's, and even the Cheesecake Factory. They also have a ton of your favorite local spots, and those are open for delivery as well. Just open the DoorDash app, select your favorite local spot, and your food is on its way. And right now, our listeners can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code BLUEWIRE. That's $5 off your zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store with code BLUEWIRE. That's B-L-U-E-W-I-R-E. Again, one more time. That's called Blue Wire for five dollars off your first order with DoorDash.
1: All righty, now let's go to New England. Damian Harris, another person on the IR, out for a few weeks, and they re-signed after cutting JJ Taylor, who was, you know, a lot of people's. You know, late round sleeper type rookie, who were like, "Oh well, if he makes the roster, watch out." Well, he didn't make the roster, and then he remade the roster when Harris was on IR. So, uh, what are your thoughts on Harris? And do you think Taylor's there to stay, or will he get get cut when Harris comes back?
2: So this has kind of been a cluster. Uh, the the Lamar Miller cut, you know, maybe seemed like it was, you know, it it was what it was. Should have helped Harris, right? And now Harris on the short term IR. Uh, I think it was something with his hand, maybe maybe one of his, like he had a finger surgery or something. Not a big deal. He'll be back again pretty quickly. I don't think it means a whole lot for JJ Taylor. I think that's strict, strictly just a depth move to make sure they've got the bodies, but it's another opportunity for Harris to not be on the field. Uh, I feel like, I mean, he played what two games as a rookie and had like a touch. (laughs) Um, again this is one of those things where i don't love to start to a career it's maybe he has trouble learning the system maybe he's just not what we thought he was maybe he wasn't healthy i i genuinely don't know with harris i i thought he was going to be one of the better backs in the class and here we are now two years later a year and a half later whatever And we don't know. I still think Harris is a good enough running back. I still think he's arguably the best one on that roster. I mean, James White's your, your, I mean, starter, I would assume at this point with between pass catching and his limited ability as a, as a running back between the tackles. I I think, I think this is just going to be another cluster of a, of a backfield, whether it's they keep JJ Taylor on and he makes the team and does all of these things. And what James White does and what capacity Harris, when he returns and what capacity, uh, I don't know what to do with any of these guys aside from James White. I mean, I'm, I'm still buying James White. I've been buying James White the whole time. It's just such a weird spot.
1: Yeah. I mean, I've been buying Damien Harris all off season on the, you know, the premise that Sony Michelle is barely an NFL player and that Harris would get that running role early on. And that's not going to happen because he's hurt, but there's still not much stopping Harris from having that running role once he's back. So I, I, part of me is tempted to like dip my toe back and see who is willing to sell now. If there's anyone scared away by this injury. So I think like, like we, we know that every single time there's one of these injuries that it's just pushing development back. It's pushing the opportunity to prove themselves back. And so, yes, there's more risk with each injury, but also with each injury, the guy gets cheaper. And so like, I feel like you could get Damian Harris for like a third and two fourths at this point.
2: Yeah, probably. And I think the big worry now is that Sonny Michelle is potentially healthy. Um, and I mean, they did still use a first round pick on him two years ago. So it's, I, I don't know. I mean, you're, you're right. He's, he's barely an NFL player, but they picked him in the first round and he continues to get carries. So I, Honestly, I think we see another like 800 yard season out of Michelle. It's brutal. Hopefully, it's the last one. Hopefully, they don't pick up the option, and and that's it. But with Harris out, James White Dan, limited Dan, between the tackles. You,
1: Dan, you keep slapping the desk.
2: <laughs> Sorry, I, I'm I, I'm frustrated with the backfield. I, I don't I don't mean to to blow everyone's ears out with my with my pounding of the desk. Apparently I'm I'm in a front office pounding the desk to draft a running back that doesn't belong on a team. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think it's gonna be Sony Michelle led, unfortunately. I think Harris can take over when he gets back, but who knows there. It's just it's not a it's not a situation I want a part of aside from James White. And
1: let's go to the Arizona Cardinals. DeAndre Hopkins uh, is on the verge of or has already signed a long-term extension with the Arizona Cardinals, and now that offense is very young and very talented, and yeah, (laughs) obviously with, with Hopkins. I feel like Hopkins is being cast aside a little bit with people having concerns, and legitimate concerns. That There's lots of data that shows that when veteran receivers change teams it ends up ends poorly for them or, you know, it de- decreases their value at least in year one of the new team. But I think that people are taking that too much to heart with Hopkins. Like they're, they're taking him from being a guy who was a top three wide receiver to like, Oh, well like maybe I'll consider him in like the end of the second round of a redraft. He's still a top five, top six NFL wide receiver. And yes, the, mu- the usage may be down a little bit, but that's going to be offset by, you know, I, th- I think that the Cardinals are going to be a high volume passing team.
2: Yeah, I, I don't understand the, the hate for Hopkins with the new offense. Elite wide receivers on new teams always pull through. We, I, other than Odell. <laughs> well, Odell is a little bit of a, of a basket case. That's, that's a little bit different. I mean, same thing with like Terrell Owens, you know. Uh, he's going he's gonna to continue to be DeAndre Hopkins. He may not get 170 targets. That's entirely possible. The problem is, is, even if he gets 120, he's still going to be a wide receiver one because of his ability. The offense is going to be better, it, you know, having having Kyler Murray, having Larry Fitzgerald there, Christian Kirk, having a, I mean, at least a reasonably decent backfield with Kenny and Drake and Chase Edmonds. It's going to be a solid offense, and it's more than likely going to run through DeAndre Hopkins. I don't understand the hate. He's still, you say top five or six. I say top three very comfortably he's he just turned 28 he is in the heart of his prime now is when you're starting to get these you know i mean he's the new julio jones at this point julio has been hated on for what seems like six years now and every year he's just absurd minus the touchdown production which deandre hopkins has essentially every year aside from like one year we had like four randomly four touchdowns yeah i'm all on board with deandre hopkins they, they signed him to a nice deal in his prime. He's going to get every ounce out of, out of Kyler Murray that he can, and, and the Cardinals are going to get everything they can out of Hopkins. I, I think he's an absolute buy. If you're, if you're getting you know, mid, late, second round prices for him at this point, as far as like a startup value goes, I'm taking that to the bank.
1: All righty, let's move on to our next topic, which is A.J. Green. He's currently at the bank cashing his franchise tag, um, <laughs> and he looks to be playing in week one. Now, this doesn't have much of a dynasty you know, slant here, other than, I guess, if you were counting on T. Higgins at all in 2020, don't do that. And if you were counting on John Ross in the best ball, I think that his va- value does decrease a little bit with A.J. Green back in the fold. I do think that Boyd's the easy wide receiver one, though, here. I, I don't think that Green being back uh, hurts him much, if at all. I, I think that, at, at the very least, that it, it puts some attention that's not on Boyd because he was the best wide receiver in Cincinnati last year. So uh, there's a lot of uh, targets to go around in Cincinnati, but I think Boyd is the clear one and Green's the clear two. And I think the more interesting conversation is how much will Ross get and how much will Zoma get and guys like that.
2: I think it's going to be a relatively even split as far as targets go between Boyd and Green. Whether you think one of them's the one or the two or whatever you want to think, I think the target share is going to be somewhat split. I think this is mostly huge for Joe Burrow and and you know what he does in his rookie season and potentially sophomore and moving forward. I mean, how great is it to come into the NFL with two probably wide receiver ones? to throw to you've got Joe Mixon in the backfield an offensive line. That's going to be significantly better than it has been. I mean, it's great news for AJ green to be healthy and be back on the field. We'll see how long that lasts. It seems like every year it's, it's uh, something different at this point. I mean, he did play 16 games in 2017. So we we've got that to, (laughs) to look forward to, but yeah, I mean, it's been a while since he's really been healthy. So we'll see. Uh, I still love AJ green mostly because of his price. He's he, to me still, still an, an elite talent, but obviously slowing down with age. Um, but also, I mean, Tyler Boyd's price has kind of always been reasonable because he just doesn't, he doesn't get the recognition. I mean, he, we've talked about it before. It's like the Adam Thielen bit. You can get him for so cheap and he's putting, he's putting up really nice seasons.
1: Yeah, for sure. And, you know, obviously burrow, you would think is going to be the best quarterback that Boyd has played with maybe since like Dalton 2018. And that was, you know, basically pre uh, Boyd, you know, being the player that he is today. So yeah, I, as far as green is dynasty value, I think I, I'd throw a second for him if I was competing. Um, and I wouldn't sell for less than a, uh, less than a first if I was, you know, rebuilding. All right. Before we get into our game of Devi or not, it's time to hear from our friends over at the NFL Sunday Ticket. Sunday, 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 they're coming back, folks, in the NFL with NFLSundayTicket.tv. You can stream every live out-of-market NFL game every Sunday afternoon on your favorite devices, iPad, PlayStation, Xbox, whatever you got, they got it, plus Red Zone and DirecTV Fantasy Red Zone channels. Never miss your favorite teams and favorite players. No matter where you live, NFL Sunday is your key, Dan's key, Justin's key, who's editing this, all of our keys to a glorious, glorious Sunday. Use promo code Blue Wire, B L U E W I R E, at checkout to get 15% off your subscription. Visit NFL Sunday and use promo code Blue Wire, B L U E W I R E. You get an NFL Sunday ticket, you support RotoViz, you support the RotoViz Radio Dice Tradecast. What else could you ask for? Football, football,
3: football. At RotoViz, we love titles, we love hardware, we love championships, we love winning, and we love it when you do it too. In 2020, one thing we want to win with you is the underdog fantasy, best ball mania, $1 million best ball tournament. It's $200,000 to first place. It's only $25 to enter. It's a no-brainer. This is like the elite best ball title this year. So you got to go to underdogfantasy.com or download their great Underdog Fantasy app in the app store on your smartphone device. And you're going to make a deposit. You're going to use code rotoviz when you make that deposit. Then you're going to go refer five friends. And Underdog and rotoviz will give you a free entry into the best ball mania tournament. So it's, it's kind of like a two-for-one. You sign up. You put in 25 bucks, you enter the Best Ball Mania tournament, you get 5 buddies to play, you use code Rodavis, you get a free entry. No brainer, guys. Let's chase that glory, 200 grand. If $25 is too pricey for you, they've got a $5 tournament called the Bubble, and you can win 20 grand in that bad boy. Their app is slick. You click on the player's name, you see the ownership, you see the latest news and notes. You can draft from that app with no problem. Man, they really knocked it out of the park with this product, and I can't wait for you to try it. So go to underdogfantasy.com today, make a deposit and use code ROTOViz and chase that glory.
1: All right. Now I gotta start this because I'm the one who wrote this. It's Devi or not. <laughs> Devi or not. Here we come. We're gonna talk about some Devies who've played culture ball already this year and astronauts. That's right. We are doing uh Debbie or not astronaut edition. You might wonder, hey, Nathan, why are we doing Debbie or not astronaut edition? Well, I asked my lovely fiance. I was like, uh, hey, name a random job. And she said, astronaut. So we are doing <laughs> Debbie or not astronaut
2: edition. Th- Thank you, future Mrs. Powell. Thank
1: you. <laughs> Here we go. So all all the Devies here uh, are players that have already played, and they are on, among the top five of their position in yardage after one week of college football. So here we go. First one, Robert Lawrence. Devy or not?
2: Robert Lawrence. Any relation to Trevor, by chance? Um, Robert Lawrence. I'm going to go uh that seems like uh that seems like a nasa kind of guy to me
1: it is an astronaut robert lawrence is an astronaut all right next one
2: michael anderson see now that one seems too generic to be to be some superhero that flies to space so i'm gonna go with Debbie. It's an astronaut,
1: (laughs) but also if, if, now that I say this out loud, I can almost guarantee you there's, there is a Michael Anderson somewhere in college football. (laughs) I would
2: certainly hope so.
1: (laughs) All right. Next one. Jalen Tolbert.
2: I mean, there's no way you'd start the show of Debbie or not with three straight astronauts. So it's gotta be a Debbie.
1: (laughs) Yes, it is a Debbie. It is an SMU wide receiver. Next one. Oscar Attaway the third
2: uh oscar that's a i mean that's that's gonna be a debbie and i'm gonna guess somewhere in the pac 12 he plays no they're not playing football yet uh SEC, no mountain conference or whatever that i don't called. know what the conferences are but it is
1: oscar attaway from north texas
2: <laughs> oh that's definitely a conference for sure he plays He plays definitely in the smaller Big 12, so just slightly littler 12.
1: Right, Next one, Grant Wells.
2: That's going to be an astronaut.
1: Wrong, Marshall quarterback. (laughs) All right, we got a couple more. Uh, Ronald McNair.
2: Well, I would certainly hope that's Steve McNair's relative, but knowing you, you threw that in there to screw me up, so I'm going to go astronaut.
1: Astronaut it is. And we got two more. Tim Jones. <laughs>
2: Who?
1: Tim Jones.
2: Who? You don't know the Mike Jones bit? Okay, yeah, that's fine. I, You're 12 I... years old. Um, <laughs> Tim Jones. Again, just another super generic one. I- I'm going to go Debbie this time.
1: Southern Miss wide receiver, Tim Jones. Let's go. And the last one, Chris Hadfield.
2: I'm pretty sure I've heard that name before. I've got to be a Debbie.
1: Astronaut.
2: (laughs) Damn it. There's there's a Chris Hadfield that plays. I guarantee it.
1: There you go. All righty.
2: That almost wraps us up.
1: Yeah. We got to hear from our other sponsors, our good friends, Bet Online.
2: The wait is finally over. Football is back. You might not be at the game this year, but you can still be in the action at betonline.ag. Don't forget to use promo code BLUEWIRE, that's B-L-U-E-W-I-R-E, at betonline.ag. Again, that's BLUEWIRE, all one word, BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts.
1: Dan, before we leave, uh, I have some breaking news from the MyFantasyLeague Twitter account. Uh, They changed their mind. Uh, Cordell Patterson is still a wide receiver, and Lynn Bowden is still a running back.
2: All of my takes chain. No, I, I, I mean, that's that's definitely important. I think that that maintains Bowden's real upside. I think he has less upside as a wide receiver, more so but as also, a running but back. But also,
1: it means that Lynn Bowden will be a running, run, I mean, a wide receiver next year, basically.
2: Sure, sure. So they'll maintain his running back. He'll play, I mean, assuming he does play uh i think more of his most of his snaps will probably come as a wide receiver in miami assuming i mean that's what they posted on all of their all of their deals he's that's what he's listed as on the death chart i i think he's a wide receiver in in their in their eyes and Cordero patterson again one of the swiss army knives in, in the nfl just kind of a, a freak athlete that never really never really stuck at a position but i mean he's just a playmaker it's he's not he's not super gifted as far as like going up and getting the football or, or, you know, juking someone out of their shoes. But I mean, the man can just score. It's crazy.
1: All righty. And we just scored with a great episode. of Dying straight cast. Thanks to our lovely sponsors. Thanks to everyone listening. We love you. Make sure to rate and review the podcast. We really appreciate it. Rotoviz.com to get yourself a subscription. Uh, Rotoviz 2020 to get yourself a subscription. I believe 20% off or is it 10%? I don't, it's, it's some sort of discount. You get um, a discount. Yeah. And it's, it's less, I mean, more than a 0% discount. So get your <laughs> discount, get ready for the season. Thank you for supporting us. We'll talk to you guys next week.
2: K-dush! That was beautiful. <laughs>